0: Hey, Vanessa. Hey, Michael. If you were a cat, what would your cat name be? I don't like cats. So what? What would your ca- if you were a cat? What would it be? I don't like cats, so I wouldn't have a name.
1: You would be a nameless cat. I don't like cats.
0: What would what? your name be?
1: What does this matter?
0: I'm just curious. Why? It's why my friends call me Cat.
2: Welcome to Fireproof Your Finances, a show with 30 minutes of real questions, real concepts and real answers. Your hosts are Michael and Vanessa Markey, a husband and wife duel with a playful on-air dynamic and common sense approach toward teaching listeners how to take control of their finances. Michael is the numbers and strategies guy who is passionate about solving financial issues.
0: The standard deviation, I mean, i talk about standard deviation as well, but they talk about the the beta, the alpha, the standard deviation of the particular uh, mutual fund allocation that we're looking at.
2: Vanessa is the down-to-earth voice of reason, pulling his reins in.
1: Okay, but your $5,000 couch isn't going to turn around and pay for something if you have a catastrophic event.
2: This philosophy has led Michael and his firm, Legacy Financial Network, to receive national recognition from being named one of the 10 most innovative agencies in the country by AM Best, to being deemed a local celebrity from Insurance Newsnet Magazine and a hero to the insurance industry from Life Health Pro. He has even been given the Moving America Forward Award
0: from William Shatner. And now, here are your hosts, Michael and Vanessa Markey. And welcome back, everyone, to Fireproof Your Finances. I am your host, Michael Markey, with me as she is each and every week. Hello. My wife, Vanessa.
1: You stopped that like super awkwardly. Like she's here, but I'm not going to introduce her, but she's here.
0: I did say it kind of Southern too. I'm like my wife.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: I need to stop doing that joke. Yes, because it's it's super annoying. And it has started to give me like a Southern slang.
1: And your son walks around doing it too. (laughs) So for the last
0: three weeks, we went on to a conference and I don't know, I haven't seen this movie
1: Let's rephrase this. We were not at a conference for three weeks, but it was about three three weeks weeks ago. ago.
0: And I have not watched this movie in probably two decades, which sounds really old. You are old. Whatever. But I haven't watched it in a long time, so I'm not sure why this came to my mind. But we're on the airplane and I just look at you like dead serious and I go, hey, you're like, what? I'm like, and I grab your face and I go, I don't want your life.
1: And you all wonder why I'm still married to him.
0: (laughs) And then I go, hey, you're like, what? I'm like, what movie is that from? You're like, I don't know and I don't care. And then I made you play the game, but you got it wrong.
1: Because I don't think I've ever seen the movie. I don't even know what movie it's from.
0: You don't remember right now. No. Well, I'm not telling you. Close your ears right now. It's your ears are not closed.
1: I have headphones on. Don't worry.
0: It's Varsity Blues. But oh yes, I have seen that. movie. I haven't seen that in forever.
1: I still think that you have that wrong. I don't think that's in that movie.
0: Quarterback gets, yeah, he gets, he throws a bunch of interceptions. The dad gets mad that he's not paying attention or not taking focused. it seriously enough or focused enough. So I've been doing that now to you for
1: three weeks. Three very long, very irritating weeks.
0: No, 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 no. You know, back up the gravy train here. You were all sorts of upset about something. Doesn't even matter what it was because I'm not sure. You, anyone knows and thank you all right i think it was that the winds were blowing from a southeasterly direction in like ethiopia
1: right okay anyway and i
0: did it again to you i'm like and somebody was next to us a friend of ours and i go i can make her laugh he's like dude you just need to you know, she's not going to laugh right now. I go, I guarantee I can make her laugh. She's
1: going to gouge your eyes out with her like, fingernails if I you get wouldn't anywhere get that, near her. Yeah.
0: He's like, I wouldn't get that close to her. I'm like, I guarantee it. And I did that. I just grabbed your face and I went, I don't want your life. And then you just cracked up laughing.
1: Yeah. All right.
0: So let's get in the show. We've got several things that we need to go over today. We're about halfway through this segment. So I've had a few people bring up what we talked about last week. And what we talked about last week was that the markets have been down. Yes. And that now could be a good time to take your required minimum distribution. Mm -hmm. So people have been asking more like they're like, you spent two minutes on that and you just. So let's take a minute on that. I do today also want to go over some financial commercials we've been seeing Mm -hmm. while we watch Hulu. Yep. And I got one surprise thing with Rick Edelman. Does that name ring a bell?
1: Kind of, but I'm not sure why.
0: We were in Asheville last year. Do you remember the keynote speaker?
1: The guy from Texas?
0: Mm, no, that was the guy who won an award. Oh. There was
1: a guy that I got to so Oh, I, the computer dude that said yes. something about people are going to live until they're like 300.
0: I'm a treasurer whatever. on a nonprofit. And I asked about three or four questions. And after about the third or fourth question, I got the look from the president, which was kind of like.
1: Shut it, Mike.
0: You're a treasurer. If you got a finance question, ask it. Otherwise, stop asking the technology questions. But we'll get to that. It was fun. It was fun. Mm -hmm. You have to admit it was fun.
1: Yes. Anyway, back to required minimum distributions.
0: So we said last week, if you have a required minimum distribution in an IRA, that maybe right now while things are down is the time to take it if you don't need it as income. So I used an example of a client of mine who's over 70 and has to take his required minimum distribution. Mm -hmm. And he said, well, I don't want to take it from, I almost did it in that voice, (laughs) but he goes, I I don't want to. He goes, I don't want to take it from um, this account. And I said, why not? He goes, I think he had Apple stock or Amazon. It it doesn't matter, but it was, it had lost a lot of value recently. And so I think his required minimum distribution was five or Mm -hmm. 6,000. So he was asking like, Actually, put in perspective, I think 2018 was the first year he had to take it. Anyway, long story short, he was just saying, I don't want to take it from my Apple or Amazon stock because I think it's going to come back. Right. And I said, well, why not? Why not take, and he goes, well, you know, to get my 5,000, I'm selling off what used to be 7,000. Mm-hmm. I go, cool. So you still own it because you believe it's going to come back. Because if you didn't believe it was going to come back, you'd sell it and buy something else. Does that make sense? Yes. So you believe it's going to come back? He's like, yes. I go, so sell it out of the IRA. Buy it in just a regular brokerage account then. Okay. And when it goes from 5,000 back to the seven, because that's what you believe. If you hold on to it for more than one year, I said, do you think you'll hold on to it for more than one year? Now he's had this for five or six. He goes, well, yeah, I, I like this company. I want to stick with it. I go, so when you sell it out of the normal brokerage account, it will be taxed as a capital gain. So he's in the 12% ordinary income bracket. Mm -hmm. So when he takes out of his IRA, it's taxed at 12%. But in his bracket, the capital gains rate is zero. So I go, either way, the 5,000, you know, here's two scenarios. You let it grow back to 7,000. And whenever you take it back out or whenever you take it out, you'll pay taxes. You'll pay the 12%. Yep. Or you can pay 12% on the five, let it grow to seven. And take it out. And if you want to take it out, then cool. And you'll pay capital gains on the two, but your capital gains rate will be zero. Right. So it's tax-free. Well, it's not really tax-free. It's tax exempt. Well, yeah, it just, it's a zero tax. Right. But it's knowing the rules. So I wanted to take a little bit more time on that because I've had a lot of people ask me about, could you you know reiterate what you said, that example. It doesn't just relate to um, IRAs. Mm-hmm. But the reason the IRA makes a lot of sense is so, somebody came up to me and they go, well, what about a wash sale? Now, I'm not going to spend all the time describing a wash sale.
1: But a wash I was sa- going to say, what is a wash sale?
0: Well, all right, let's take two seconds. A wash sale is if I sell something and I buy it right away, and there's a time frame, but again, I don't have enough time. If I buy it within this particular time frame, the government basically says, well, you can't take the loss anymore because all you did was sell it for loss, and then you bought it again real quick. Gotcha. It's to eliminate that. Now, a wash sale would apply if I was going from the brokerage account into the IRA. Mm -hmm. It does not apply going from the IRA.
1: Into the brokerage account.
0: Exactly. Got it. So even if you didn't need to take a required minimum distribution right now, but you know, all right, hey, you know, every year our taxable income ends at 50. The 12% bracket ends at um, about 78, we'll call it 80. So we've got this 20 or 30,000 to work with. Mm -hmm. Maybe you would take it out. Pay the, you know, because it's a depressed value. If something's down 20 or 30% and you want to hold on to it because you believe it's going to come back and you're over 59 and a half, so we don't have to worry about any early distribution penalties, mm-hmm. that could be something you should do. But it's going to be something I would also recommend that you do a little bit more research and have a one-on-one consultation with that. Right. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, let's talk about Rick Edelman, Mr. Three. Well, All of us will live to 300. Yeah, that was interesting. And we got some commercials we want to play from a few financial companies. We'll be right back.
1: Michael, what? just because we don't have a car payment doesn't mean that you get to go on eBay and buy whatever you want because it was a good deal.
0: All right, so a lot of our listeners know I probably have a problem when it comes to vehicles. We have old classics, even some new classics. We got UNX Limo. We even have a fire truck. How do you find a place that can do everything, all those different type of vehicles, transmissions, oil changes, Little repairs, big repairs. It's pretty hard. I've been taking all of our cars to Global Auto Works in Grand Haven for at least the last five years.
1: And Mike asks the hard questions that nobody seems to be able to answer, so if he can trust them, so can you. If you're having car trouble, go to Global Auto Works. Their phone number is 616-499-4451. That's 616-499-4451.
0: Say Mike and Vanessa sent you, their number is 616 Retirement today
2: looks much different than it has in the past, but it doesn't have to. New generation retirement planning offers a holistic approach to preparing for your golden years. You are invited to a complimentary social security workshop to learn how you can utilize this holistic approach to retirement planning. For times, location, and to reserve your seat at one of these workshops, call Legacy Financial Network at 855-LF-NETWORK or visit us at LegacyFinancialNetwork.com to learn more.
1: Welcome back, everybody, to Fireproof Your Finances. Are we talking about commercials or are we talking about Rick?
0: I say we go with commercials. Okay. So during the break, though, you told me we got another Twitter follower. Yes. I don't get that. I mean, I want to thank everybody for that, but I've been really... Bad. No-
1: I have Horrible been. bad.
0: I've, I've almost got like this anxiety about... Tweeting again. Why? I don't know. That's not even the right word. I'm just, it's like, I keep putting it off.
1: Imagine if you had to go on Facebook again.
0: (laughs) So if you're trying to connect with us though, as obviously some people for whatever reason are, remember you can follow us, tweet us, join us. I think one of those will be right.
1: Follow us at
0: Fireproof Radio.
1: Fireproof Show.
0: Darn it. Fireproof Show at Twitter. I got this one. Dot com. You're right. Okay, so let's jump into some commercials. Here's where this starts. I'm watching Hulu with the kids. Mm -hmm. And there's this Merrill Lynch commercial. I know you think it's maybe Northwestern, but I'm telling you it's Merrill. Okay. (laughs) And the lady comes on. This woman comes on. She says, it was cute for my kids to share a room when they were nine.
1: To share bunk bed when they were nine.
0: But they're 14 now. I guess it's time for them to have their own room. Can I afford an addition?
1: I believe she's like emailing a, somebody or pretending like she's talking to her financial person. I don't know.
0: At one of. Possi- In her yard. In one of possibly two
1: companies. Right.
0: We haven't agreed on which one.
1: Pretty sure it's Northwestern Mutual.
0: Or Merrill. We'll just throw that out there. It Kay. could be Merrill.
1: Anyway. And so we're watching that and you
0: come home and I go, this is the problem. And you're like, what now? I go, they're 14 years old. What age do they move out? What age do they go to college?
1: And I looked at him and I said, no, honey, our oldest is only 11, and why isn't dinner ready? Maybe. Because it was Christmas break and you were home with them. Let's- but back to it, <laughs> they're 14 years old. Why are you building an addition for a child that's not going to live with you in three to four years?
0: It's going to take you a year to build it. Right. And it I mean, I guess one thing, if you said, hey, I want to invest the money in my in my house, but that's not the point of that commercial.
1: No, it was, I don't want my kids fighting anymore in their one bedroom.
0: So move or put one in a basement. Don't spend that. What gets me on this is those are the same people. When their kids become that, what was that movie? Failure to launch. When their kids fail to launch. When their kids fail to go in the the real world. When their kids come back and move in. They go, well, I don't know what happened. I do. You built them a Taj Mahal and you wonder why they didn't move out. That's why my parents moved into a box when I moved out. They're like, you're not coming back.
1: That is so not true and you know it. No, it is not. Your mom was so mad that you never came home. What? Probably not though.
0: Oh, you weren't being serious there? No. It was I not. thought there this was like mother daughter-in-law like I don't know.
1: No, it's not.
0: So, let's play a few like and what we started talking about was what demographic was that commercial appealing to? And I argued it was not to a male.
1: No, because guys don't clearly You don't think about building an addition for your kids. Only the moms think, well, they need their own space and blah, 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 blah. I like how you gave that
0: a condescending tone and I did not.
1: I'm not going to be like that. I'm sorry. If it were my two, my two brothers had to share a room until they graduated from high school. And guess what? If they got into a fight, my dad said, take it outside and we'll see who comes in with a bloody nose. Deal with it. So
0: what you're saying. Or
1: take it outside and go move wood.
0: Is that we only need three bedrooms. Our boys could share a room. And we could move on a boat. All right, so here's the first commercial I'm going to move on. Okay, it's from Northwestern no, Mutual. No. You've probably seen this. All right, here's a mid-40s.
1: Yeah, probably.
0: Mid-40s dad, sweating, sun is just beating on the back of his head while he mows I the... do like
1: how his wife is sitting in a lawn chair reading a book, though.
0: I haven't noticed that till now. Had you?
1: Yeah, I had. Oh. I was like, either. and that's the life.
0: So he how on a scale of one to not happy at all, how happy does he look?
1: 100 not.
0: Yeah, so here he is dripping with sweat. Sun's beating down on him. Let's go back in.
1: Dad! 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 Can you drive me to Jessica's house?
0: <sighs> There's the look of desperation from Dad. And here's the look of if I could kill you with my eyes, I would right now from his daughter. Right. I feel like you had those eyes at that
1: age. Um, your daughter is only six and already has those eyes. Which
0: means she got them from <laughs> <Yeah. gasps> So what are they doing now?
1: Digging a hole to put a pool in.
0: Here comes the pool. This will solve everything. Ah! So here's what's funny. Everyone's happy now. Mom gets wet. Mom's not happy. Is this designed for a male or a female? A dude. Really? Wrong. I didn't tell you. You know what? I set you up. I didn't tell you. I'm going to tell you right now.
3: This is what our
0: version of financial
3: planning looks like.
0: Oh, mom jumped in. Mom's not a, unhappy. Mom's, oh, well, actually, she's dunking dad, though. Tomorrow's important, but yeah, so's making
3: the most of the house before they're out of the house.
0: Spend your life living. See the playfulness? Huh? I told you I set you up. This commercial is not designed for a man.
1: Why not? He's the one mowing the lawn.
0: Exactly. Here's what a guy sees when he sees pool. He goes, Great, I'm the one who has to mow. While my wife sits in a lounge chair. Now I'm the one who has to skim the pool, vacuum the pool, balance the chemicals in the pool. I'll probably have to be the one that closes it when it doesn't
1: work. The Last time I checked, the dad was in the pool before the mom and he was smiling and happy.
0: It's right. Because a female perspective would be like, oh, it's a pool. Everything will be great. A guy just looks at, really? You gave me another job.
1: Mm hmm.
0: And now I'm going to have to pay for all the drinks for all these kids to come over. And now they're going to want a Sunday cookout too, aren't they? That's the male perspective. I'm going to have to work an extra three hours a week at my job just to pay for this. And then I'm going to have to come home and work another three hours a week to keep it clean. Uh Mm Uh-huh.
1: Or they could just buy a shark vacuum.
0: Next one. Let's go on to this one. Here's an E-Trade commercial. I think we've played this one before, but it's one of my favorites. So they're on an airplane, mid-30s guy sitting in stowage class. And kid, or
1: coach.
0: <laughs> and kid that looks like he could be on the uh, problem child back from the 80s is kicking his the back of his chair. Fly! He gets up. He sees the light. He's got a peek into first class.
1: The moon. And let me play.
0: That is my favorite. You got to describe that right there.
1: The angry stewardess that well, walks she, back and closes the uh, curtains real fast.
0: Yeah, she walks there with this big old ear to ear smile.
1: Because everyone in first class can see her. Right. At, and then she gets to the curtains and he smiles and waves and she grabs him and
0: closes that right on his nose, basically. Right. I like their tagline at the end, though. First class is there to remind you you're not in first class. Not Um,
1: really, though.
0: No. Who's that aimed after? Male or female? Dudes. Absolutely dudes. I'm sorry, men, but women would not be fooled with that. Right. Guys are like, all right, so if I put some money away, I get me a good index fund, low cost, I just keep putting away, someday I am going to be. And their first class was... Like, like
1: a giant lounge with a huge bar in it. It's not it's, realistic It's at all. wider
0: than the normal plane. Right. It's like, a, yeah, women won't succumb to marketing like that. No. Men, we're like, oh, hey, that's where I would like to be.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um. So we've gone over the three commercials. Let's take our last break, and then we'll come back and we'll talk about Rick Edelman real quick.
2: United Airlines makes it easy to fly from Muskegon County Airport with a travel friendly schedule and competitive airfares. Haven't flown from Muskegon in a while? Fly locally with a short commute and parking located just steps from the terminal. Check in and security lines are never more than 50 passengers per flight. At the end of your trip, get your bags quickly and be home in no time. Flights depart daily at 630 a.m. and 1 p.m. Starting mid-February, the evening flight arrives at 1120 p.m. to maximize return flight options from most locations. It pays to check first at United.com. Start the year off right by addressing debt. A major worry for many American families and their overstretched budget. The nonprofit International Association of Registered Financial Consultants has qualified financial professionals who help reduce credit card balances and loan obligations through creating a financial plan. Go to www.iarfc.org and find a financial consultant in your area.
0: Welcome back, everyone, to the final segment of Fireproof Your Finances. We are your hosts. And the last thing we want to go over today, I had a client come in and they were talking about the Rick Edelman radio show. Mm -hmm. Now, we heard him speak here last year in Asheville, North Carolina. Yes. I might have said this earlier, but what was the life expectancy that he predicted would be normal just within a few decades?
1: like 125 or something like that, or 150, I don't know.
0: Yeah, that he thought would become normal in, I think it was a single decade. And then he threw out a really big number. Do you remember that number? 300. It was 300. And so the client came in, they said, well, they, they have an annuity. And they said, well, why is this brick guy, why is he against annuities? And I said, well, you have to understand what he believes. So he believes based on his research. He started his speech there. He goes, I don't care if you believe me or not. He goes, I'm not going to argue with you. I've done my own research. I've spent 10 years researching this with academia in California and doctors and PhDs. And I believe based on their findings, now we could maybe even discount that just with the word that this was all in California. Right. (laughs) But he said, I believe based on those findings, on the research I've done, that people just in a few decades, their life expectancy will start being 300. Because right now, for every decade you live, you add about one year of life expectancy. He said, we'll get to the point where it's one for one pretty soon. Right. And that will explain. And so then they said, well, why would he not like annuities? I go, why would you like annuities when you start thinking people are going to live to 300? Right. You're going to think that people need to take a lot more risk because his thought is if you live to 300, that annuities or insurance companies that do annuities, they're going to go out of business because they're paying... This lifetime income for hundreds of years past what they thought. You remember that? Yeah. And so I raise my hand, and he calls on me, and I go, "Well, wait a minute. A lot of these annuity companies, they also have life insurance. Isn't life insurance the exact opposite? Because if they have to pay out all this extra money on the annuity side, they won't have to pay a death benefit though until somebody's like three hundred years old." Right. And I don't really remember what his answer was to that, but I think he just kind pretty of pretty
1: sure he rolled his eyes at you, like he
0: kind of scoffed me off. Right. And then a little bit later, he was talking about how everyone's going to get a chip implanted in their brain. Yes. And I'm sorry, I raised my hand again. And I think this was when I got the look like, all right, Mike, it, this better be a question about finance. And I go, well, if because he was talking about Elon Musk, Elon Musk wants to have a chip and put in his brain.
1: Well, go, we know how well of a year he had.
0: And I go, I, I don't think that's something that wealthy people will generally want to do because a lot of nice hotels and nice restaurants. Are actually, starting to shut off cell service and make people disconnect. I go, so this is just like a technological type of slavery, really. Mm-hmm. And I go, so if I'm like a mile away from a Burger King and I don't think I'm hungry, but all of a sudden I smell a whopper. I'm like a fat kid in hiding. If you don't know me, I really I am. You I are. should be a lot heavier, but I like I just tell myself, no. And <laughs> so if you're like a mile from a Burger King and you start to smell the Whopper smell. You know, it's it's a Whopper smell. You know what I mean?
1: I think a better analogy would be French fries from McDonald's.
0: No, for me, it's the Whopper. It is. Okay. Ooh, Yes. Well, okay. Great. And then your mouth starts to salivate like mine is right now.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: How will you know that that's actually you?
1: And not the computer chip in your head? Exactly. You don't.
0: So let's go into this video right here. I think <laughs> some of the things he's going to say will explain his opinions on these things. will explain will be explained by his belief that most people live to 300
3: people entering retirement are usually very excited about that fact but there are three mistakes that retirees have to watch out for the first is failing to factor in inflation over long periods of time, meaning your life expectancy, inflation will take a terrible toll on the amount of income you have. Income might seem like you've got a lot of it at 65, but you fast forward to 80 or 85, money could be really tight.
0: This, I hear this one a lot. Mm-hmm. I would warn that I think inflation is more dangerous as a risk or a mistake for a 50-year-old than it is a 65-year-old. Why? Because the fifty-year-old who has, say, five thousand dollars to take-home pay, mm-hmm. and they go, "Well, but a thousand dollars is my mortgage, Mike, so I only need four thousand if I get that paid off, and my Social Security is going to be four thousand. Therefore, I'm good." Yeah, but that's fifteen years from now. Right. So four thousand, just with three percent inflation, that's a hundred in simple inflation. That's hundred and twenty dollars a year. Right. Times that by fifteen, and that's eighteen hundred. So that means four grand is really more like fifty-eight hundred. Right. So they do this mental calculation going, well, I'm using four, you know, if I paid off my mortgage, I only need four and in 15 years I'll get four, therefore I'm good. But look at your grandparents. They used to go to Florida all the time with you guys when you were growing up.
1: Uh, They used to go to Florida all the time, but not even with us. Okay. Like they retired at 55. They got pretty good pension plans though.
0: But there was a point in their life when they stopped going.
1: Right. I believe it was because they're, they used to just go on their growth. From their investment accounts. Like, that would pay for it. Right. And then it stopped doing that.
0: Well, what I heard from them is that, I mean, I, look at, you can even see what they give at Christmas and stuff. They could afford to if they wanted to. Right. But you get to a point in life where you, I mean, would it be difficult for your grandparents to make that type of travel now? Yes. And they're in their what, mid-80s?
1: Yeah, they're 85.
0: So, as Edelman's saying here, well, when you're 85, all of a sudden that inflation takes a big bite out of it. Yeah, but... Let's be real here yeah inflation makes a big deal but you're not doing what you once did right but remember he believes people are going to start living to 120 150 300 years old next one
3: this means you've got to make sure you don't have all of your money invested in low income producing investments like bank accounts and cds and t-bills and uni bonds and the like you've got to have at least some of your money in the equity markets to keep pace with the impact of inflation second is longevity. You're going to live a really long time. A married couple at age 65, one of you can be expected to live to 95. That means one of you can be expected to need long-term care services. In fact,
0: and I don't want to get into long-term care discussion because we don't have enough time. But interesting, he didn't use the 120, 150, 300 year number there. Right. And I'm not telling you if you're 65, you shouldn't be in equities. Equities is our word for stocks. Mm-hmm. But you can see where he kind of says, in my opinion, I feel like he kind of discounts some of the safer, more conservative things there. Right. So you have to understand somebody's beliefs to understand maybe some of the comments or some of the pieces of advice they give. Right. In the end, my point to you on that is if you have a local advisor, ask them their questions. Ask them their opinions on things like that. hmm Because their beliefs shape their actions. Their beliefs are going to shape the advice they give you. So their beliefs aren't parallel with your beliefs. You may get advice that's not parallel with what you really should be in. Right. And it won't feel right. It won't work right. Anyway, that's all the time we have for today. It's been a pleasure. Remember, you can connect with us at Show At twitter.com. This has been another episode of Fireproof Your Finances. We are your host. God bless.
2: This has been Fireproof Your Finances. For more information, contact Michael J. Markey Jr. of Legacy Financial Network. Call toll-free at 855-LF-NETWORK or online at LegacyFinancialNetwork.com.